Today's episode is brought to you from the Russell Historic East Nashville Church Transformed into a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of your stay to local organizations who provide a safe haven for those in need in the Nashville community. I can't say enough good things about this place. This place is amazing. It's beautiful. It is definitely the most unique hotel I've ever stayed in. I would also venture to say it is probably the most beautiful hotel I've ever stayed in. When I was searching for a place to stay here in Nashville, I was looking for a place that actually had a podcast booth because I know that is a thing that is emerging in some cities. And the Russell was the first hotel that popped up. When I saw their mission, which is to help um, support programs and to help support people who are uh, housing insecure, I was sold. I, I, I love the idea of not only staying in a beautiful place, but also helping. I'm hoping that a place like this comes to Chicago, pops up in Chicago. Um, and if anyone was willing to give me money, I would create this place in Chicago. So I love it. Visit RussellNashville.com to book your experience today and thank me later. You won't be upset about it. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Off the Beaten Podcast, a podcast about the city of Chicago and its people. This is where you will hear discussion with the amazing people who make the city unique. I'm your host, Dion, a lifelong Chicagoan, former public school educator, sometimes activist, sometimes jujitsu player, sometimes, and all the time, caffeine fiend. Thank you uh, and shout out to Bongo East here in East Nashville for keeping me caffeinated today. And uh, welcome to you if this is your first time and welcome back if you are a tried and true friend of the podcast. I'm so happy you came back for more. Okay, so this is a dispatch from the road, dispatch number two. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, it's been interesting. And I'm actually going to reach back to an experience I had last night to kind of illustrate what I'll be discussing for this very short period of time during this dispatch. So last night, um, I was wandering around uh, downtown Nashville and uh, just loving the sights, (laughs) making the most of it all, loving the music, loving just kind of everything. And um, one of the things that had intrigued me And immediately caught my attention when my friend uh, Amanda had driven me down into Nashville uh, to see it a little bit was a second avenue. If you recall, um, and I was I'm I'm kind of ashamed to say that I don't know as much about it as you know I probably should, but uh, a gentleman, if I and and please uh, don't refer. To me for facts, but this is the general story as I recall it. But a gentleman uh, had taken a moving truck or a truck um, and parked it on Second Avenue uh, here in Nashville, um, and it was a basically a car bomb. And then he, from the truck, played a recording, um, warning people to to leave the area, exit the area, because the truck was going to explode. And then. After a period of time, uh, uh, the truck exploded. So if you go down, and, and Second 
Avenue is a part of the downtown Nashville area. So if you go to Second Avenue now, and I walked over there last night, it's immediately apparent that something happened. The, which I'm assuming is the ground zero of where the truck was, is completely blocked off. However, as you spread out from there down the streets, uh, almost, you know, in, in some cases, in some buildings, every window is boarded up. And, you know, I mean, you can see like literally like a succession of buildings, uh, every window boarded up. You can tell something happened. And I happened to walk through there uh, uh, for the first time last night. And it kind of just, uh, I was standing on a corner and some of the businesses on Second Avenue are beginning to open up. Uh, they just opened up a Taco Bell on Second Avenue. And it, it struck me actually has live music there um, as most places here in in Nashville does, it seems. Um, but I, I was standing on the corner and just had a moment where I was just like, you know, even um, on quote unquote vacation, you have these moments where you're reminded of how complicated a life is. And um, our country is very complicated, you know. And I mean, that's not exclusive to us, but it's a very complicated place. And, um, it was just one of those things that, you know, even in a beautiful setting like downtown Nashville, like here's this stark reminder of the the issues that we face. And it was kind of like a, it was just like a moment for me. I just stood there and I, I took one good picture to kind of that showed all the boarded up windows of these couple buildings, you know. And I, and it, yeah, it was, it was just something about it. It just it wrapped around my my mind for a little bit, and I was like, man, I, I definitely gotta, gotta uh, discuss this at some point. But it also, I think, to me, set a, a kind of very interesting counterpoint because as I've been spending uh, this time outside of Chicago, uh, in in a different place, beautiful place, Hendersonville, and then Nashville. Uh, this country has been going through some really uh, interesting and 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 tough and ugly things, you know, uh, situations. And uh, it, it always it's always tough to be away from Chicago uh, when these things, especially like the Adam Toledo murder, to not be able to be there and and support the communities that need supporting and support the people. Uh, that I know people close to me that need supporting and, you know, not to be able to just kind of sit and commune with my city. I always find that very complicated, very, uh, very hard. Um, even when I was in Afghanistan, it was one of those things like you just want to be, uh, I'm just one of those, I want to be with my city when my city is hurting more than anything, you know? Um, and that's been tough, but uh, you know, then the, the Dwayne Wright shooting and then the, I'm sorry, my, my brain is so fried, <laughs> the verdict for the Derek Chauvin trial. And so it was interesting um, because the, 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 the day of the Derek Chauvin trial, um, I was heading from Hendersonville into Nashville uh, to check into my hotel. So I was, you know, I was working and uh, just kind of waiting for that to come down. And my friend, Amanda, who is white, uh, her, her whole family's white, <laughs> if that has any bearing on the story. But I, I think it does, because I know in these past couple of years, I've been very sensitive uh, to being being in places where there aren't a lot of black folks. And in Hendersonville, 
and there are some, but you know, it, it was not infrequent in my time there, and and in my time even when well, Nashville has been way different when you get downtown, but just kind of being the only black face, you know, in in a in a space, and so. Um, but my friend Amanda came um, upstairs. I was I had a room upstairs, and she kind of sat with me, and we chatted for a little bit, and we both kind of waited for the verdict to come. And uh, when it came, when I heard Judge Cahill say, you know, what was it, the, the second, uh, you know, on this count of second degree murder, you know, the judge, find, you know, the, 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 the jury finds the defendant guilty. I really didn't have a reaction. And uh, they're really, I mean... The, the, the first thing that happened was the song. And it's so weird. I, I've thought about this. I blogged about it, and I thought about it. But the song Ain't No Sunshine uh, by Bill Withers came to my head. And I, and I think it was just like my brain trying to put, trying to fill the empty space that, I, that, it, that was there. Because I, I wasn't consciously thinking really of anything. I heard the words. but And, and I know because, you know, the news talked about it and I know I have friends who were overjoyed hearing those words and then you heard the, the second count count two the judge finds the defendant guilty count three um you know which was the manslaughter uh, and this is blah 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 you know the judge finds the defendant guilty and it was you know and then you know immediately the news flashes guilty on all charges count one count two count three and you know the the all the activists and all the people outside and all the families were overjoyed and you know jumping around and screaming and oh my god you know and so many people screaming yelling justice finally we've we've gotten justice you know and and in a rare occasion and this is true you know you can look it up and study you know people study these things it is a rare occasion when a white police officer is uh, put in jail punished uh, for killing a. a particularly a black male um, in these situations. And um, I personally, I didn't, I didn't really, I think Amanda was even a little like wondering, like I didn't really react. And and she left after a few minutes and um, I, my bags were packed and I uh, walked down the stairs of her, of her home and, and I walked into the uh, dining room area and her husband was sitting there and, and I said, you know, um, I said, it just leaves you feeling hollow. And they both looked at me. I said, there's there's no joy to be found in this situation, is it? And they kind of both, you know, looked at me and, you know, and I thought, I said, it's just, I mean, our, our justice system is based on revenge. That, that's that's fine. Sometimes revenge is okay. Sometimes revenge is acceptable. Sometimes it's to be expected. But I find as I get older, I lose my, I lose taste for it. I don't, uh, I don't need revenge. I want justice. And that's what the system says this is, right? You've taken a life, you've murdered somebody, and this is what you're going to get. This is justice. But as, as many people way smarter than me have said, we've been tricked into believing that one man operated outside the system uh, to, to end the life of another man. And for that, he'll be punished. But in reality, the whole system functions where that he thought that was okay right because we always will always have that video to look back and reflect on when he looked at those people and his face said look i'm doing business as usual shut the fuck up you know and he had his hands in his pockets his knee on george floyd's neck 
um, the one moment of that video that I'll never, ever, I I'll just never be able to get out of my head um, is hearing George Floyd cry. I mean, that's the only way to describe it for his mother to later find that his mother was dead. He was calling out for his dead mother. That was one of the last things he did. And then Derek Chauvin, you know, doing business as usual. But for me, I mean, for me, there, I'm not, I'm not happy. I'll be happy when the system is restructured and, and changed so that this isn't business as usual, so that we don't have to worry. Because there were people worried what that verdict would be, right? There were experts who were like, hey, we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. And that's not good, right? I saw a, a tweet some time ago, and it said, you know, you know how you, you know how you know the United States is a failed state when you can see a murder and then almost have to wait a like almost a year for a trial <laughs> to discuss whether there was a murder and then hope with cross fingers that the murderer is gonna go to jail. That's fucked. <laughs> That's fucked up. And then there was the shooting of of Adam Toledo, and so it's so interesting because we, I mean, this is it, it's oh, oh, we still haven't gotten justice for Rakia Boyd, uh, and I mean the name. Like, I'm so embarrassed and ashamed and appalled that there's so many names I can't keep them straight. I'm like, okay, there's Dante Wright, and then there's Sandra Bland. I'm like, but I'm trying to go back, and I'm like, I just can't remember all the names. And then I'm like, did. What happened to Ahmed Arbery? Like, like, did his people go to jail yet? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. And I, I, I said in my blog about this topic, and this is kind of where I'll end. I said, you know, it's nice when justice makes, like, a guest appearance. <laughs> like, I feel like that's what happened. Like, she popped out the closet like, here I am. And Derek Chauvin's going to jail. And she popped back in the closet, but I'd much rather that she be a permanent resident. I'd much rather uh, she have a seat at the table, you know. And um, yeah, so it's been tough being here. Like as as much fun as I've been having, and if you listen to my last dispatch, you'll know I've had tons of fun. But some of these evenings, when I get back to my hotel and I'm in my room, I just have to stop and think about all the. The, the craziness and the shittiness that's going on um, and, and that's weighing and and breaking so many people, um, especially in Chicago, especially when a police officer shoots a 13-year-old boy whom was following instructions. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, he ran. Okay, he, he ran. Um, and then when he was caught, like, okay, I'm caught, <laughs> you know, you know, put your hands up. Yes, sir. You know, he did it. He turned around and then he plugged him anyway. And like, what the, f- oh man, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even have answers, but I just had to, uh, express how heavily this is weighed on my mind. And, um, Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's, those are, are some of my thoughts. I know they're so scattered because I have so many. I could just talk about this in so many different aspects. But yeah, 
for me, there I didn't find any joy in the Derek Chauvin um, verdict um, because it to me is still a fleeting moment. I'll find joy when police officers are trained adequately. The deadly force is not their first uh, resort. I'll find joy when officers uh, don't have the certainty that they can whoop people's asses and um, just walk away. You know, <laughs> like just just be certain that they're going to walk away from it. Maybe get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. But we have to keep hope. I, I'm very fortunate in this hotel that I'm sitting in as beautiful and, and uh, I'm sitting right in front of a neon sign that says blessed, hashtag blessed. And then right when you exit the door of the podcast booth, you see a sign that says spread love. And so that's, that is the idea that I do want to leave you with, that despite all of this ugliness and pain and sorrow that so many of us are enduring or watching others endure. And then we take it into our hearts because that's what we do, right? We want to embrace um, and empathize with our brothers and sisters. And so we take their pain as our own. Try to remember that, you know, hopefully things will get better. Try to remember to spread love. Try to remember that if you woke up this morning, and I'm not a religious person, so when I use the word blessed, I'm not even using it as in like God blessed me. I'm just blessed to have woken up and seen another morning and, and be able to look and see the sun. I'm actually looking at stained glass windows in a church right now. That's actually a hotel, but a church, and it's beautiful, and I'm blessed. And uh, hopefully uh, when I get back to Chicago, I'm going to get hugs from friends and see people and see more sun and be able to stand tall with my city, whether it's in protest, whether it's in celebration. And um, we will face tomorrow together, standing strong, standing proud, spreading love and all that we do. So, yeah, so those are my thoughts. Uh, that's my second dispatch from Nashville. I leave this town tomorrow morning. I don't know when this episode is going to get out, but in 24 hours, I'm out of here and I'm driving back to Chicago. So I'll get to see some scenery, hopefully meet some people. I have a lot of time for thinking, but I'll fill some of that with music because sometimes the thoughts just become too much. But yeah, so that's it. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. If you haven't already, um, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You obviously will never know what you will get here on Off The Beaten Podcast. And yeah, definitely check me out on social media. Hit me up. Uh, never be afraid to slide into my DMs. Let me know what you think. Let me hear your thoughts. You know, what was your reaction to the Chauvin trial? What was? What are your thoughts on the Adam Toledo murder? What are your thoughts on you know all these issues? There's so many. Please let me know. You can hit me up on Instagram and Off the Beaten Podcast. You can hit me up on Twitter, Off the Beaten Pod, um, and on Facebook.com slash Off the Beaten Podcast. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna trouble you with all the other cell man. It's, it's there's more than enough time for that, right? Um, but that's it. Uh, thank you for listening uh, from Nashville, Tennessee. To wherever you are, be good 
Do good. Um, and I'll see you next time. Peace.